Welcome to the Pregnancy Help Podcast. I'm Christine Grimmett, and I'm here at Heartbeat International's annual conference. And you've heard us talking about this for months, so here we are recording a couple of episodes for you while we're live at conference. And joining me today is Lisa Bourne, Managing Editor for Pregnancy Help News. And that is your go-to news source for all things affecting the pro-life pregnancy help movement. And you can check out those articles at pregnancyhelpnews.com. We also have a special guest here with us today, so I would like to welcome the Attorney General for the State of Kentucky, Daniel Cameron. We're so honored that you're here and you'll be speaking to our attendees in just a moment at your keynote and that you were able to arrive just a bit early so that you can talk to our podcast listeners as well. Thank you so much for being here. Of course, I'm, I'm honored and thank you guys for spending a little time with me today and accommodating our schedule, uh, but it is uh, an honor to be with you all, it really is. It's great to have you. Thank you for being with us, Attorney General. Let's start with some basics. How did you come to your pro-life views? Well, uh, you know, mostly for me, it's foundational, just given, you know, my relationship with Christ and what I think Scripture uh, says about protecting the unborn and protecting the most vulnerable. And uh, so uh, certainly from that perspective. And then I also just believe that the, in terms of, uh, from a policy perspective, uh, I think we have a responsibility uh, as policymakers to give every opportunity to the unborn to have a chance at life and to reach their fullest God-given potential. And so, uh, again, from an early age, because of my relationship with Christ, and then as I've understood policy debate and conversation, I think we need to expand opportunity and ability for those in the womb uh, to reach their God-given potential. And uh, that's how I've uh, come to understand the life movement. Is it great to hear you say, uh, speak about a relationship with Christ? And I know that's not always uh, an easy path to walk in public service. Yes, so that opens the door to our next question of um, talk a little bit about what you have done as Attorney General to expand life affirming alternatives to abortion in your state. Well, what we have done in the role uh, as Attorney General is one, defend the pro life measures that have been undertaken by our legislature. We unfortunately had a former attorney general who is now governor who did not defend the pro-life legislation. And so that is sort of at a base level what we have been trying to do uh, to make sure that as many babies have an opportunity to live in this world as possible. And then a derivative of that, obviously we know that's where the conversation should start. And so when it comes to uh, life-affirming alternatives, our heart, and I say our heart, I'm talking about the heart of our office, has really been led to help out our pregnancy crisis centers across Kentucky. And the way that we've tried to do that is, one, is to uh, be vigilant as it relates to any concerns that they might have about uh, being targeted or attacked because they are trying to promote a culture of life. And then the other thing that we've done uh, recently is reach out to Yelp and other online uh uh, advertisers or other online services to encourage them to stop basically trying to alienate or uh, discourage people from going to these uh, pregnancy crisis centers. And so we've worked uh, with Yelp and others to make sure that um, pregnancy crisis centers, when you Google or, or, or undertake a search inquiry online, that those pop up just as easily and as anything else. Uh, I know that there was some issue with that, and so we've been trying to work with our pregnancy crisis centers on that front so that as many people as possible 
uh, have the opportunity uh, to visit those as can. So I think we're helping each other with our, our, our questions oh. <laughs> here. Um, you took the lead on that letter to Yelp, did you not? Can you talk a little bit about why, I mean, I don't know what, how significant it is that your name came first or it came from your sure. office in particular. I see you signing on to other, mm -hmm. you know, similar things that, that defend life. But talk a little bit about what drove you to take the lead on that letter to Yelp and, and what, maybe what the letter said and if there's been whatever outcome. Well, look, I, I will say that um, I was approached by at least a, a couple of individuals that are in the pro-life movement uh, who said that they were having difficulty uh, with Yelp and other services as it relates to warnings and notices that have been placed on, uh, you know, if you, again, type into the search en engine asking for, uh, you know, pregnancy centers or, you know, centers related to uh, uh, uh to pregnancy, that there would be some warning that basically tried to discredit these pregnancy crisis centers. And uh, that was brought to our attention, and, and one of the biggest um, culprits of that had been Yelp. And so it was put upon our heart, again, our office's heart, um, to step into this issue and write this letter, and other colleagues of mine, um, Jason Miares in particular of Virginia, have, have been fighting on this front as well. And so we sent this letter. Um, was encouraged by Yelp's response. I know it's not 100%, you know, what we want, but it's a first step. I, I think, you know, Yelp did take some steps to sort of correct some of the language that they were uh, putting out in terms of a notice. Again, it is a first step. As I've talked to some of the, the folks that um, run the centers here in Kentucky, they would like to see, you know, complete, um, a complete credit or... Uh, the stopping of any dis discredit that, that is occurring. So uh, we're still working on it, mm -hmm. but uh, we are believing, you know, we believe that, you know, in terms of a first uh, initial step, we're uh, heading in the right direction. Well, and the issue that comes up with that isn't just uh, conducive to the pregnancy help movement. The, the, if you feel you're being misrepresented, and I understand that it can get gray as far as what kind of organization Yelp is and what rights you have to that right. end with them, representing you, but if you feel you're being misrepresented, that should be something that any organization or individual, if they're being publicly misrepresented as such, could could take on and, and stand up against. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I think we have constantly reminded ourselves of in our office is that we have a platform and a voice that can help amplify a message. And, you know, sometimes because... Um, these uh, pregnancy crisis centers are attempting to be the hands and feet of Christ. You know, they don't have time to get mired down in the, the legal conversations mm -hmm. that, you know, you have to have with these big companies. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes they just don't have the manpower to do that. And so as an office that is charged for looking out for the citizens of Kentucky, and again, I have colleagues uh, across the country, other attorneys general that work on this issue and see it as we do, we are in a role, in a position to amplify the message, to uh, try to correct a wrong. And again, we feel called and led to step into that fight uh, to help whenever we can. Well, truly, and you're just doing your job. That's right. In That's that exactly case. Right. Yes, so um, you mentioned you had some conversations with some pregnancy organizations. Do, do, have you had the opportunity to visit any since you've been in office? I've been uh, visited several and have uh, really just been inspired by uh, just the the magnitude of the work that is undertaken at the centers. Um, you know, it's 
it's one thing to uh, read about them, uh, but it's another thing to experience by walking into a center and seeing the, uh, you know, the ultrasound sound machines or knowing that, you know, there is a doctor on call that is, is, is helpful to the process or uh, that there are other healthcare providers that are in that space. Uh, but even beyond that, uh, and we talk about, you know, making a decision for life being the starting of the conversation, a lot of these pregnancy centers now have expanded their footprint, uh, especially in light of the Dobbs decision, to say that, okay, we want, to, we want folks to make a decision for life, parents and mothers to make a decision for life, but even beyond that, we want to, to help you pass that decision, meaning that we want to give you opportunities to buy uh, baby clothes, we want to give you an opportunity to uh, learn techniques that help as a parent. Uh, there are things that are occurring at these pregnancy centers that, in my view, even help me and my wife, Mackenzie, um, you know, better understand, you know, how to parent and, and how to be present and be involved with our child. We've got a 15-month-old at home, and so um, it's really special for me to walk into, you know, any one of these pregnancy centers. And I'll just note, you know, my mother um, is um, on the board for uh, Clarity in E-Town, and so uh, it is really special even to see it from that perspective and uh, see the work that she and, and others are doing in E-Town to not only, again, help uh, mothers make a, a decision for life for a baby, but also give them the tools to help that child grow up. Uh, and then we're starting to see this with more pregnancy crisis centers. They're doubling down in their efforts since the Dobbs decision, even providing some housing and some residential space. I mean... Mm -hmm. Again, this is, when we talk about uh, being the hands and feet of Christ, uh, this is what it's about. And I've been just inspired and encouraged by those that are in the life movement who have been working towards, again, not only the decision for life, but also how can we help beyond that. Well, and it's just, uh, I'm sure, inspiring for the folks here in Kentucky to know that just simply by you, simply doing your, your job, you're... you're helping to defend their, their right to, to do that, uh, to, to not be misrepresented by Yelp or anyone else, or to continue to function doing what they do, which is life, providing life, all, all, um, excuse me, life-affirming alternatives to abortion in the moment and beyond, walking with that woman, getting uh, assistance right. and mater materials, uh, support, compassion, and housing very often. So right. that, that's what they do. You wouldn't know it from the media, but you're just, sure. you're just through your work, you're not favoring them. You're doing your job so We're that they can do theirs. Job. Absolutely. And again, um, we want to empower citizens here in Kentucky to be able to help our most vulnerable populations to be the feet and hands of Christ. Uh, and yes, to your point, we are just doing our job and uh, are honored to be able to serve in this capacity. So we are here in Kentucky, yes, and um, you're about to go on stage okay. for our conference, <laughs> and we have the highest attendance from the state of Kentucky among our um, oh, wow. affiliates okay. and attendees, That's so they're, they're representing. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. This, this will air after you take the stage, so are there any uh, insights you can tell us about what you're going to share in a few minutes with the... Um, I don't know. Did they say it was about fifteen hundred people? <laughs> so there's quite people. a. Yeah. I'm sure you've spoken before groups before, but there's there's a room full of people that are eagerly awaiting you right now. What what do you, can you can you give us a little insight into what you're going to say? Well, you know, for me, um, you know, what I hope to convey is just 
great appreciation for all those that have stepped into uh, this battle for life and have persevered through uh, the decades-long climb to the Dobbs decision and persevering and taking uh, the disparagement and uh, just the constant onslaught of negative media stories or negative narratives out there, but continuing daily to answer the call that I, again, firmly believe that we have from Christ to to make sure that uh, we live on mission to uh, serve and protect our most vulnerable. And that is going to be my message. And obviously, I'll walk through some of the things that we've done here Mm -hmm. in Kentucky Mm -hmm. uh, over these last uh, few years. But uh, the big picture for us is just to say thank you for all those that uh, didn't walk away from the movement, that wanted to make sure that we not only advocated for life, but that we also, to your point, uh, life-affirming alternatives and opportunities beyond just the birth of the child. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm going to try to convey uh, in about 10 to 20 minutes, and uh, uh, I hope it's received well. I don't. I hope I'm not putting you on the spot here. We are pretty much to the end of our discussion. Would you like to pray for a moment before you we conclude it and before you go on stage? Is that something you, you feel like you could do with us? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Go right ahead. Uh, dear Lord, um, just thank you. Uh, thank you for this moment. Thank you for uh, just the many blessings that you have provided uh, to all those that that are hearing this uh, interview, but to to all those that uh, perhaps I'll speak to in a moment, thank you for the blessings that you've given us in our lives, and thank you for the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Christ, to to be on mission for you, to step into what sometimes can be really difficult and hard situations, to uh, advocate for and to fight for the lives of the unborn. And I want to thank Heartbeat International and, and so many coalition members and partners who have stepped up to the plate over a span of decades to, to fight for life, to fight for life-affirming opportunities. God, we're, we're so blessed and thankful and grateful that we find ourselves at this moment in time where Roe is on, as others have said, on, on the ash heap of history and that we live in a Dobbs era. And God, equip us to live and be present in this moment to, again, work hard for the birth, the births of children, but also, again, to go a step further and to invest in and to pour into the lives of those children and those parents that make the decision for life. Lord, we love you. We're so grateful that we get to, to live and be your hands and your feet on this earth. Let us continue to know that we are called by you. You know our name. Our identity is derived from you. Uh, Let us continue to fight this battle. Uh, Continue to fight on behalf of life. God bless those, again, that are listening and the work that they do. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. 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 Attorney General Daniel Cameron, God bless you, sir. Thank you so much. I actually had the opportunity on on Monday to visit one of the Kentucky centers and affiliates. So shout out to Crossroads. We took a couple of our our international affiliates. um, So they came from across the globe to be with us here in Kentucky. And we got to 
visit the center, see what they're doing, learn from each other, which was just so cool, and then pray for each other. So a very powerful time. So great to see what God's doing in Kentucky through Pregnancy Help. So God bless you and all and your team and all the work that you're doing. And uh, to our listeners, stay tuned. We'll have more coming to you from conference and uh, be sure to subscribe. And thanks for listening to this episode of the Pregnancy Help Podcast.